Minnesota basketball fans, welcome back to the Living in Loserville podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk some good old-fashioned Timberwolves basketball. And Man, the more things change, the more they stay the same. I mean, win three, lose three, win four, lose four, win five out of seven, lose five out of seven. I mean, holy shit, it's been a ride. I hear, you know, from multiple media members that I really respect saying that this has been the most, like, the most difficult, most frustrating season, and I just still can't get on board on that. It's been frustrating, but I just can't fathom saying that as a Timberwolf fan, knowing the drudge that we've had to sit through. Um, But I understand, and we're now in the mix of, God, it felt pretty bad there, five out of six in a row losses. Ant got fucking hurt. Is Cat coming back? We don't know. Cat's back with the bang. We win all three games since the last time we spoke. Um, and this race is crazy still. I mean, if you want to get technical, um, we can still get the four seed. Now, I don't think we will, but it, it's just wild, man. It is just phenomenal. And we're going to break down – um, you know, some of these fourth quarters kind of early in the in this podcast because that was the problem with the several games before, closing in the fourth quarter. We're still having an issue closing out quarters per se, but the fourth quarter really came together a lot better, um, and we just got key performances from Nas, which is like a broken record. Uh, Prince in that New York game, I mean, and like I said, for Cat to come back and and hit two game winners basically as far as the you know the ones that put you over for good it's been fun man it has been phenomenal way to get back if this is your first time listening to the living in loserville podcast welcome it streams live right here on blogtalkvideo.com forward slash ropeadope radio however you don't have to go to blog talk and ropeadope and download the show there and listen to it in the browser you can find it at a variety of places under the ropeadope radio brand at Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Player FM, tune in. We also have um, a Spricker page for the Living in Loserville. It's also on Spotify through Aaron's account um, and, you know, a variety of other places as well. Um, while you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegrillingtruth.com and Sports News 24. And one more thing, it's time to get your TV together without the hassle of cable, direct. TV stream, stream the best entertainment and sports, starting with 75 live channels and for a limited time, save $120 over your first year with any of the packages, as long as you buy the direct TV streaming device, there's no annual contracts, no hidden fees, plus learn how to get premier channels included in the first three months with qualifying packages. Sign up today, direct TV stream. Okay. Go ahead and bring in my co-host, Aaron. You know, we're actually starting to see some grass. Yes, I know that the rain will turn to sleep, which will turn to snow. Um, you know, I'm okay with that. Snow in the spring doesn't doesn't do much for me. It doesn't freak me out. I do want to – I'm more worried about temperature. I do want to see some highs of 50s and 60s here in the coming weeks. But overall – it is nice to see the grass, my friend, and uh, it looked pretty bad there for a second. 
um, losing five out of six games, have an ant turn an ankle. Um, but what do you know? We've won three in a row now. Three in a row. Um, you know, like you said, the more things change, the more they stay the same. It's just erratic and inconsistent. Um, you and I, we didn't really know what to think last week about uh, the future of the squad because it's like, well, we didn't know what to expect from Cat coming back and, and when he would come back. We didn't know uh, the extent of Ant's injury. We knew it was a light injury, but we didn't know how long it would take for him to return and what shape he would return. Um, and just the, kind of the whole glue of the squad a little bit dubious on Connolly, like what's his role. And, you know, the last three games, Chris, the three wins kind of just cemented in. Now you've got guys that have, you know, popped up, you know, and unusually like Prince uh, had a great game and, and, uh, you know, Kyle Anderson continues to surprise us with his play. And I mean, really surprise us. I mean, we knew he was good, but the kind of good, you know, just overall basketball player, um, just doing some great things on the floor. Um, so, you know, getting these three wins was huge, obviously, but you know, how they won in each game is kind of interesting. And, uh, the defense is picking up, rebound is picking up and, Having Cat back in the condition that he is back uh, is really nice. Now you got the third scorer. You've got, you know, defense. They really seem to ratchet up the defense here, and I think Connolly's really settled in, and, and everybody's kind of figured out how to play off him. And it's just been really fun to watch the last three games. And they've been wins, and that's good. Uh, they got a tough little stretch coming up. But I think uh, very positive. Uh, especially from where we were uh, this time last week. Yeah, man, it, it, it's been crazy. And uh, it's just fun to see Cat back and have be sense of difference maker down the stretch. Um, that just kind of quickly going back to that crazy offensive um, New York game. I mean, it was like 80 to 70 at half. <laughs> that was crazy. Prince. Eight for eight from three. Conley had like 24 and 11 assists. Um, and Prince, you know, he wasn't jacking those things at all. He wasn't heat checking. It was just like, oh, I, I got an open shot. Yeah, I'll hit it. Um, I, I mean, he was seven to seven, like with like nine minutes in the fourth quarter. They were down, I will say that, um, early in that fourth, only by a handful of points. Even under five minutes, they were down by three. McDaniels hit a big three. Um, I think to tie it up and, uh, Conley hit a big three wolves, make a nice little run. Prince hits his eight for eight, three and a nice layup as well with like 10 seconds left to push it to like 139, 134. I think he hit the free throw as well. Great way to close it out. And that's been a, you know, a big thing for us as we've, we've talked about, you know, us closing in these quarters. And uh, the win at Atlanta, you know, the Hawks had a lead by 11 points a handful of minutes into that fourth quarter. Um, I don't remember the exact time frame it was, but they were down by 11. And um, they didn't quit. They didn't slow down. And they went on a nice run. I think Nas hit a three that forced the timeout. Um, Prince kind of came in the game, had a nice little spark. McDaniels played really, really well, had a put-back dunk. Um, Prince had a little drive and dish for a Rudy dunk and, 
Rudy played has been playing really well, especially defensively and rebounding, and he had a nice little steal. Um, tight, tight game. Came all the way down to the wire. Atlanta was up literally 122-121 with a buck 18 left. Um, Cat and Conley checked into the game late. Conley had a little step back, got a lead. Uh, Atlanta took it back, and they ended up missing a three-pointer with 7.2 left. And um, McDaniels kind of skied up, got that rebound. Cat drew the fall, hit the free throws, and, you know, Usually we don't have fourth quarter comebacks. I got a crazy stat on it. I'm going to show you, but um, it, I really like this game a lot because the fact that we were down to an offensive team that can light it up. I mean, both teams are pretty much lighting it up that game as well. But to be down by eleven and come back, it doesn't happen much, and it, and it really gave me you know some confidence there in this team. It did, and like you said, it's very rare that you we get a comeback win, especially down so much as like 11. Generally, we're giving up the leads in the fourth. That's generally been the way it's gone this season, and to reverse that, I think defensively, Chris, I think getting a rebounding edge, sort of Rudy's coming along the boards a little bit, I think always can improve. Everybody can improve uh, rebounding, but I think defense and rebounding, I mean, defense travels, you can take defense anywhere. And it, just because you're not hitting shots, you know, you can you can play defense. And I've been most impressed with that. Now, obviously, it wasn't their best defensive performance, but when it came down to getting some stops, they were able to do that. And, you know, to find the, the, the scoring and find the shots, it's impressive, uh, especially against a team that can, like you said, can just fill it up like that. So um, that was good to see, I thought, uh, Prince in the Knicks game. I mean, it might be the performance of the year for him, but, I mean, this guy was just hot that night. and. You know, I guess you just throw it up if you're if you're making them, man. Keep taking the shots, right? And he did a great job of that. Uh, and then you know we get to the uh, speaking of defense when we get to the Golden State game, and that was really the thing there. And our best defender wasn't even playing. And so I think you know something's got in their heads. I think Connolly's really started to get his you know his mold in here on this team and start to go, okay, well, not only is he figuring out what everybody can do and when and why, but I mean, certain points in the game when the crowd gets out, of, you know, gets out of hand, he's slowing things down. He's he's doing the type of things that we talked about we wanted to see last week that we just weren't seeing enough of. I think he's really settled in, and you know, I don't want to. Let's we're not going to go in the Connolly uh, Russell debate because they're different players with different styles. Um, but I like now what Connolly's offering, particularly this time of the year. Um, end of the season and uh, possible playoffs. He really has a good handle on, uh, you know, what a team needs at this point and different moments in the game, what to do in those moments, a, a veteran presence. And I think that's uh, doing a lot for this squad at the moment. Yeah, and maybe these games without Ant and obviously without Cat, uh, you know, for that stretch when we trade Delo. There's been some, you know, mediocre to poor games by him uh, from the scoring part. But when he needed to step up with Ant's been out, you know, he kind of turned into that, hey, man, I did make some all-star games. You know, I did get a big contract for a reason. And uh, maybe that'll help him confidence-wise because they keep telling him, hey, man, you know, if you're, if you're open, shoot, you know, go for it. But um, And Nas Reed, I think he had 11 in that quarter in that Atlanta game. 
there was such that debate of should we trade him, should we not? And I think it was a legit trade or, you know, talk, talk about it, debate, because, you know, he is a commodity. Now, he, you know, under his current contract, it's not as much of a commodity. Now, it's a bang for a buck, but I think you got to trade him at that time with somebody because of the contracts, because he wasn't making much money. But, you know, what you're giving to a team is a lot compared comparatively, but we knew well, we didn't know. <laughs> we knew that we didn't have Cat for 52 games. We didn't know when he's coming back, so there was no way we could trade Nas. And uh, just in general, for, for the team, for himself, he's now, you know, it's going to be harder to keep him. I, I think we'll be able to keep him. Maybe someone will throw some crazy money at him. Uh, that's probably the only way he'd go away. But that um, it's been big, man. And, and one thing, Nas got played out of that series last year. And, and this year he's coming into the playoffs, not just with a different mentality, but just healthy and going. And, you know, he's playing more power forward that, now, which was going to be a, a change we didn't know how he'd be able to handle. And ever since he lost a bunch of weight and kind of leaned out, because when he first got here, him in towns actually had to put on weight because that was what the former coach wanted. Uh, more of a bruiser type stuff, down low stuff uh, with Tibbs. But now, I mean, he's transformed his body. He can get off the dribble like crazy. Some of these crossovers, and that's just nice little lay. He'll dunk it on you. I mean, even LeBron James was watching the game be like, dude, this dude's super underrated. He's tweeting that shit. Back to uh, wanting to fire Finch, though, okay? Uh, Minnesota, this is Al Horton after that game, uh, the comeback game, two, two uh, games ago against Atlanta. Minnesota is now 8 of 162 over the last five seasons when trailing by 10 points or more in the fourth quarter. 8 of 162. You know who's been uh, the head coach for seven out of the eight? Yes, that's right. Chris Finch. Okay, so everybody calm down, take a deep breath. Every coach has their own style. Um, and, you know, he's had more talent than some of those other teams. Uh, of course, I'm not saying that. But he arranged the talent. He had a lot, a lot to do with putting it together and whatnot, So um, as far as on the court. Um, but, yeah, man, last night, though, in a game that is, uh, you know, was really, really close uh, as far as in the standings. Losing a sack tonight would suck, but not you couldn't get overly mad because, one, we already beat them on the road once. Are they really going to let us beat them again? Um, we'll get into previewing that game and whatnot, but I remember us saying, you know, one of two and two of one is probably, I mean, ideally two of one is probably the only thing we could do, and neither of us felt great about that, and here they are winning all three. But last night, man, in a big game on the road, and, and Golden State has actually struggled a lot on the road this season. Um, they've picked it up lately, but overall it's been really weird. They've been horrible on the road. But at home, you know, you figure they're going to do it. But, man, that was a big win last night too. Uh, and that was more, you know, in front of uh, a prime audience because I think it was on NBA TV too. It wasn't – um, you know, on ESPN or whatever, but that was a big win because we're so damn close, now only a half game behind uh, Golden State. 
really big win, uh, particularly don't have a hundred percent ant, uh, Jaden McDaniels for nine minutes. Um, and just perseverance. Uh, we went big. I thought that was huge. Um, the big lineup because he, we, you know, everybody talked a little bit about, you know, if you're going to play towns and go bear, uh, how you're going to get spread out and people take advantage of you. Well, we just kind of went at it the other way and, and just went really, really big. And okay, we'll, di- we'll take your, your spread out and see if you make your shots. Uh, but we're going to be, I think at Anderson at the point guard and for a little, let's talk for a second, Chris, about like when the trade went down, um, you know, we were, well, what are we going to do without Vanderbilt and, and Beasley? And we're losing some guys here. And, you know, in, in the last week, we've seen guys, like you said, Nas Reed. He was there last year, but, you know, he's really stepped up, changed his game to a certain degree. Has really been valuable offensively where he was more of a banger, like you said, and, 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 uh, you know, get some garbage buckets and, and run the floor, occasional three. And now he's really, uh, taking an offensive jump. And then, you know, Kyle Anderson is, is a player that, you know, we didn't know what to expect when the season started. And it's kind of been a slow game with him, but now it's just like this guy, it's just kind of like a point forward, able to do so many things, shoot, just fill the role that needs to be filled that night. And so different bench players, Prince, like you said, didn't have a huge role last year in this year, uh, scoring punch, um, with Noel out and or whatever situation now, Doc, like Rivers, you know, he got in that fight. We haven't seen much of him since then. I don't know if one led to the other, but I'm assuming probably. Um, well, Alexander has a lot to do with that. Yeah, that's he was hurt. That's point. why he was out for a while. But now yeah, Alexander's so, kind of filled that in. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right about that. I didn't really think of that. And J-Mac. But you have, uh, you know, you have different bench support this year, Uh Vanderbilt's presence would be nice, but you know, he's long gone and, and I don't think we're missing anybody all that much, I guess is my point. And you saw that last night at Golden State. And then they just really tightened down the defense, Chris. That was the most impressive thing to me. It was just defense, rebounding, uh, throwing out some different lineups, uh, and just kind of taking, taking it to Golden State as opposed to, you know, trying to just withstand a, a barrage of scoring when, you know, and I, I think, that was the most impressive beating them at home for whoever was watching. I just think for their confidence, it could do, you know, go a great deal cat, you know, finishing out the game. Um, I just thought the best win so far this season. Um, and very surprising. Like you said, you get nine minutes of McDaniels. You got, you know, Edwards, not 100%. I just thought, you know, with cat, with Anderson, with all these guys stepping up, Nas, Prince, all these guys stepping up. I think, you know, it really shows that, hey, somebody has a night off or, or can't hit a shot that night. You have options. And uh, that's the biggest thing I think you see with Cat returning is another scoring option, which we were pleading for for 52 games, um, is really coming to fruition. And uh, I just think that was a really impressive win uh, against Golden State. And I hope it bodes well for their confidence uh, going forward. Yeah, and they've, I mean, they've been like the top five record-wise for a while now against teams above 500. Um, and, you know, that is kind of the mentality of, okay, well, are we only going to show up against the good teams that helps in the playoffs and all that? But, um, yeah, when you see how tight this race is, man, you go back and look at a couple of that. We don't know where we're going to end up. But you know damn well we're going to look back at those six or eight games against shitty teams and be like, 
if we would have just won two more of those. Um, but, yeah, last night, Nas goes off uh, three of five from three, 23 points. He has the most 20-point games off the bench by a center this year. Um, Kyle Anderson, 12 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists, five steals. Only Ricky and KG has put up that kind of stat line. Um, and three of those steals were in the fourth quarter, and obviously we know there was a big, big one there. Now, you know, fourth quarter of the last three games, damn good, right? Um, still having an issue closing quarters. We've seen that throughout last night even. Um, you know, in free throws, by the way, we, we know it's been a two years in a row now where we just yeah. fall way too much as well. But, yeah, 7 of 14 at the half, uh, not really a good look. But, they, you know, it, we got sloppy, had some turnovers, allowed them to get back really quick into that game. They had a 12-0 run, and, and sure enough, they were leading that half. So that was a little little funky way to close the half and whatnot. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to get too freaking weird about it, right? Uh, but J-Mac is now, that, that rust has been off for a good two weeks now. Uh, some of some games, the numbers aren't great, uh, but when you watch the game, you're like, yeah, he filled his role as a backup point guard. Nas went off again. It was crazy to see McDaniels playing like six minutes and three quarters that day. When he got that, that fifth fall, he spiked the ball and got a technical and everything. But he did rebound and play good defense along with Conley down the stretch. Um, but – you know, really got an offensive fall flagrant for that elbow. It is what it is. I don't really look at that too crazy. But it was back and forth. And really, Poole was the guy going off uh, in the fourth quarter, last three minutes. Wolves were down by two, last three minutes. Back and forth we go. Rudy was eight for 12. At, at some point, he was eight of 10, something like that, I think, or seven of 10 from the – you know, he only took three shots, but he got the line 12 times which is pretty impressive. Um, but, yeah, that slow-mo steal, when it looked like, should we fall or should we go for the steal for a little bit? They went. It looked like they were trying to kind of do both. Conley looked like he was trying to, to, to go for a fall, but either way, bad pass by Draymond. Slow-mo gets it, dribbles down the court, gives it off to Cat, and Cat, no hesitation. He had just hit a three and had, a, you know, a bucket in the last three, four minutes. That three, though, no hesitation at all from a guy who's missed 52 games. That's a good sign. It's a really good sign. I think he hit the other one, too, uh, earlier in the week, too. Just came down spot three for the win. Well, the free throws. Um, Atlanta, he hit the two free throws. Oh, yeah, it was the free throws. Speaking of which. So he basically has game winners because we never, you know, went down after those two things happened. Speaking of which, I'm glad you brought up free throws. I mean, that's been a real problem. Um, you got to make those free points, obviously. And sometimes when you're in these closer games, you need those points, and especially playoffs. Every every one of those points is going to count. So obviously, you can't say it enough. You got to make these free throws. And I don't know what the issue has been, um, but they need to make those. Um, and I'm glad you brought that point up because that's something we forgot to even talk about. And it's, it's maddening at times, uh, missing free throws and then some stupid fouls. Although I really thought some of those fouls on Jaden were just kind of like almost targeted. Like he was like, they were looking to get him out of the game or something. It was just weird. Like 
the way the whistle was blowing on him, uh, especially as your best defender against a, a high scoring team. It's just kind of weird, but yeah, it, you know, it's not, it's unlike him to have, uh, those kind of, uh, nights with the fouls. And I thought he handled himself pretty well, except for, you know, spiking the ball or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's tough when your best defenders out, but like I said, they picked up all around. And that to me was, was the, uh, I mean, you held him over under a hundred points, Chris, at home. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. And, uh, I don't know, you know, what people are saying about the the fire. I mean, Cat's been out for 52 games. Let's all national media hasn't even paid attention to that. Now they're all, you know, freaking out about. But Cat's been out for 52 games, and like you said last week, we haven't seen the squad at full strength since what October. So I mean, um, you know, it, it is surprising how Cat has come kind of got back in. I think he probably was practicing with the squad for a while because it just kind of seems seamless. And he seemed to have his legs under him. He doesn't look tired. Attitude's a little different. He's not crying coming down the court anymore if he doesn't get the call. Well, he um, hasn't gotten any fall problems yet, so that the jury's still out on that. We're going to wait on that. Uh, that's a good point. But, yeah, so far it appears that uh, some of that might be gone. And, and I hope it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's been interesting. I, I thought, you know, another point about last night's game of Golden State was um, – rebounding all the way around. Now, I think that a lot of that, Chris, might be due to just having another big, a, a quality big sure. back and cat. Um, but I think Rudy stepped it up a little bit. And now he can sort of see the vision of that caused that trade, I think, a little bit more. And I think we'll see more of it as we go forward. But, you know, Rudy's not forced now to to be nimble and mobile. You know, he's basically in his role around the rim for easy buckets, rebounding defense, and Cat can roam and do the things that he needs to do. And I think that's refreshing to see and something we've missed for, I guess, you know, 52 games. Yeah, since like November 28th or something. And if you look at that 18-point third quarter, uh, Rudy, and I'll say this, Alexander Walker came in, and he's been struggling from three lately, had that great run when he first got here. He's been struggling lately, but he hit a couple of timely buckets. And was playing great defense because he, because McDaniel's, you know, getting the fall problems, he came right in. So he played really well. And this whole Rudy thing, as far as the blocks, like, it's funny because it's almost like people are watching and they're not really paying attention. They just want to see stats or something. But the amount, and this has been most of the season, but in the last however long, I don't know how long, but like the amount of folks that get to the lane and pass the ball. Like, he already has some blocks, right? He already is going to, you know, make someone adjust their shot to make it a more difficult shot. These dudes are coming down there and not even shoot. They're like, I'm good. Yeah, we'll just go. We'll pass it over here. You know, and that's something that we haven't had um, in a long time. And, yeah, those aren't blocks in the stat sheet. But if you can get all the way to the lane, and you're not putting up a shot or you're not dishing to someone that Rudy came off of that's an open dunk or something like that, or you're not getting fouled or whatever, some positive thing about continually getting inside the paint, which, you know, that has to do with us too, so that's something to be talked about minorly. But the defense has been stellar overall for quite some time. Pretty A lot of the season we've had these little spurts of bad quarters and stuff like that, no doubt, no doubt. And, and we were getting, 
you know, torched on the uh, fast break points and second chance and all that. We we still have improvements there. The turnovers, dumb turnovers really led to that. But we've been creeping up the efficiency in the per 100 possessions. I mean, they had 99, what was it, 98 per, 97 or 98 possessions last night. And they scored 96 points total I mean, that's fucking good. And we, we've already talked about how the half court we've been pretty damn good in the whole year. Um, so, and that's, as we know, that's playoff basketball. So, yeah, man. Uh, now, the falls, we have the most technical falls, the most flagrant falls, which that could be hit or miss, and the most ejections in the league. <laughs> and we're not the bad boy Pistons, okay? We're not uh, favored to get to the conference final. So, we do got to, we do got to, you know, calm down a little bit there, of course. But, yeah, man, this team is, is coming together and, and not even coming together in like, oh, dude, this is our year. But uh, you can really, like you said, you can really start to see it playing out. Now, as we preview the next four games like we do to close the, the you know, the next four games at SAC in like the tip starts in like 15 minutes at Phoenix on Wednesday, Friday at home to the Lakers, and then is it Sunday or Monday? I think it's Sunday at home with Portland. Hopefully they shut down Dane by then. Um, it does look like uh, Durant's going to be back for that game. Of course, I'd have to check their schedule. Maybe on a back-to-back he wouldn't. Uh, but the, the LeBronster's back. And not only LeBron, but D'Lo's going to play too. Um, and D'Lo's actually played great for them. I know a lot of people get hurt from that or whatever. Now tonight, we do have a couple things. Now, the the little there's a little bug going around in the locker room and people are a lot post covid people are a lot smarter now where you wear a mask you know at practice and stuff like that randomly or in the locker room if you're feeling sick why why not you're going to without the conspiracy stuff and you can't make me wear a mask forget all that stuff i'm saying it just makes sense as a professional team not to spread the flu around a locker room right for the playoffs that's what I'm looking at. And there is a little bug going around. Um, we had three days off, had some practices in there. You could kind of tell in that game last night that we had practiced. But uh, Ant had, or at least missed two games. Or, or no, I think he missed one practice. But he was sick. I don't know how bad he was sick. But the way he looked last night, to me, he looked sick. My point is uh, Prince has been downgraded to questionable. He might not play. So we're definitely going to need McDaniels to step up. And also, uh, as far as the back-to-back Towns, which is normal, actually, Towns came out, this is Chris Hine, quote, um, on Towns sitting, this is part of the return to play protocols that go with coming back from a 50-game absent. It's pretty pretty standard op, you know, operating procedure right now. And, and it makes sense. Anyone that's freaking out that he's not playing and blaming this on, Load management. Once again, a lot of these people that will do that, right, are the ones that want to trade cat. So it's like, well, do you want to get them hurt? Do you want to trade them? Which one do you want to do? Either way. So I, I knew – you didn't know for a fact, but you'd assume missing all that time with that style of injury, especially when you're a big dude. He's not going to play tonight, okay? Now, we did beat them without him a little while ago at SAC, the only time we played at SAC. So – it's, I'm not picking them to win or whatever, but hopefully Noel can come back. 
give us a little scoring, uh, scoring spark. McDaniels has got to have a better game than he did. That's just off not playing only nine minutes. And then hopefully Ant feels a little bit better. But kind of running into this stretch here, Aaron, um, a few weeks, maybe like, I don't know, ten days ago, maybe like two and a half weeks ago, Al Horton put out this Wolves season summary, right? They won four out of six, lost six to seven. Won five, lost three. Won three of four, lost three. Won three in a row, lost six in a row. Won four in a row, lost three of five. Won five of six, lost seven of 11. Won three in a row. Then we just recently lost five of six. And now here we are, winning three in a row. Um, Heading into this four-game stretch, can we finally break the cycle? That is a great question, and all of us want to know the answer. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. I think, you know, with Cat most likely out tonight. Um, oh, he's, and out. Either, he's out. It's official. Okay, it's official. Okay. Well, with Cat out tonight, um, you know, we have beat Sacramento. We've kind of—I don't know if we split with them since Cat was out, but I think we've won our share, and they've won their share. Something in that. It's can't be. It can't be too lopsided. I, I think if you look back at the record, so it's a pretty good matchup. Obviously, with Cat, I think it – but, you know, that's a thing. Maybe you can, you know, not let him look at Cat until we see the playoffs. If we see him in the playoffs, I don't know if that's possible. But um, these are all four playoff teams, Chris. I'm pretty sure Sac, Phoenix, uh, L.A., Portland. Uh, Portland's not in. Well, they're still a damn good team. They're probably just lingering around. Uh, and like you said, they might not have Dane, so we don't know. Um so that seems to be the easiest, I guess, of the three. Lakers are kind of molding into shape here, and Russell's probably got something waiting for us, most likely. Um, you know, unless we can shut him down, put Jaden on him, and see what happens. Uh, but all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off uh, since Monday, March 20th. I'm gonna go off how they've been playing since it, since they played the Knicks with Cat and. I'm going to say that squad that we saw against Golden State is the squad that's going to show up for these four games. That's my caveat. Um, so let's say 100% Wolf team, ready to go, play defense. And, you know, like you said, Ant was a little nicked up, and he's coming back into form. So maybe, you know, he'll sack. If you're going to lose that one, you know, maybe it gets everybody healthy. So let's say we're going to lose Sacramento. Uh, I'm going to say we split, Chris, uh, two and two. I think we're going to lose tonight to Sacramento and probably lose to Phoenix. And then the two home games uh, with the Lakers in Portland, I think we'll win. Um, Lakers don't usually play too well up here. So I'd say we split them. Uh, I would like to see us beat Phoenix as well and go three and one, but I'm going to go with two and two in the next four. And I think that keeps you right where you are, a game above 500. And uh, hopefully others will lose and you can. S- maybe rise in the standings. Uh, what say you? So basically I was kind of uh, breaking up because my mic was doing, or my earphone was doing a little, uh, getting a little mixed up. It was kind of staticky. Um, so you thought we're going to go 0-2 and then 2-0, uh, two losses on the road, two wins. Is that what you said? Sorry. Correct. Yep. I think we'll lose the two road games. If we do win one, I think it'll be Phoenix, but I think that's going to be a tough one. So, I really think we're going to go, like you said, 0-2 and, and then 2-0. and 0. Yeah, that's actually what I thought, too. I thought we'd go 2-2. Two and two. Um, Here we go with the ideally 
Uh, well, I mean, beyond the obvious ideal, yeah, four and zero. Well, no shit. Of course, we would like to go five and zero with a four and zero series. Yeah, of course, right. But um, I, I think the max we can go is three and one. It would take a lot to beat Zach again. And by the way, if they win tonight, they clinch a spot in the playoffs. They got a playoff spot, but they technically, you know, clinch a spot tonight. So that's got to be on their mind. Um, but yeah, I think so. I think it'll be two and two. Maybe we can win tonight or beat Phoenix. We don't match up all that well with Phoenix. We usually play them good, give them a good, you know, college try. Good. We, we tried. We, we the Midwestern, we were, we're tough guys. We, we try. We don't quit, but then we usually, they go on like a little run in the third. Then we come back and then they usually close us out. Um, so that, that's kind of how I see that. And if you look at it, just kind of talking right now, Memphis has a two-game lead. They're already in the playoffs. Denver pretty much has the number one spot, I'd say. They they have three games uh, in front of Memphis, but you never know, I suppose, right? Um, they have do, do, do eight games left. Um, Memphis is in second, two games on Sacramento. So Sacramento or Memphis is going to be, you know, those three have that separation. No one's catching them. They're going to be there because it's a six-game, you know, dip from Phoenix to Sac. So when you start lining this up, yeah, technically speaking, shit, if we win these next two games, the four, the four spot is, is available. <laughs> so I think people have to really think about that when they talk about this has been the most, you know, like the worst season because it's been so frustrating. It's like, well, hold on, <laughs> you know. If we when's the last time we had a shot at the four spot? I remember when we had Jimmy that year, and and Butler got hurt like for fifteen or seventeen straight games. Otherwise, I do think we would have gotten the third spot um, or the fourth spot, but that wasn't the case. We had to play in against Denver. Um, but when you start to look at it, Memphis, Sac, you know, I like those two matchups. And I, I prefer the sack matchup only because they don't play a brand of defense that's on a championship level. Uh, they're, you know, definitely 20th plus all season long in general. Not just, uh, it's hard to use like, like if you're just a top five defense in every stat or something like that, then your points per game will look pretty good. But if you're in a lot of score fest, Sometimes your points per game, that's why I like when they, the new analytics, some of them are like, eh, especially defense, it's kind of tough. But I do like the overall team stuff um, and the per hundred possessions, because that's basically what you get nowadays is uh, about 100 possessions a game, which is a lot. But I do like that stat. And Sacramento, you know, they just don't play defense. Their they're two stars kill us, no doubt. But we've been able to play them straight up. And then Memphis, we do match up pretty good with them. Um, just overall, we knew that going into the series last year and coulda, woulda, shoulda in those three straight games, or three out of the four, we did win one of those games. But we know how the fourth quarter went. It didn't go well for us. So, I don't know. You start to line it up. And obviously, if you're going to be in the plan, the spot is the seventh spot. So, at worst, you get two home games to try to get into the plan. Um, so you want the seventh spot, but the sixth spot likely matches you up with SAC, right? And 
the sixth spot gives you that extra five or six days off while they're doing the play-in tournament, which is key uh, for rest to come in fresh and also to kind of know who you're going to play. If you're the sixth spot, you know who you're playing, you know, the whole week. So you get to, you know, it's not like you're playing in and so you're not getting to practice. And also you don't know who the fuck you're playing just yet. So what says you about, you know, this second or the third, fourth, you know, the Memphis sack, and I guess you could throw Phoenix in there if we were able to go up in the standings. Obviously, ideally, getting the fourth spot would be crazy, uh, and we'd have to win the next two games, obviously. But I, I still kind of like last year. I, you know, I kind of like the spot we're in as far as winning a series. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you on that. Um, the thing about, I was just going to talk to you about it, was, you know, I haven't seen a lot of Phoenix lately, and I don't know how integrated Durant is at the time. Are they clumsy? Are they smooth with him? Has he really integrated that well? I mean, well, he hasn't played be... many games, but when they're in, yeah, they look really good. And he's that type of player that he can just kind of fit in, and they've all played together for a while. Now, the only thing is, they had to get rid of a lot of their bench depth and their role player depth to to acquire it. Okay, yeah, that would have, not only would that have maybe changed my prediction for the next four, but also if we saw a playoff series. I think you're right about Sacramento. You, if you get these running teams that want to score, 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 and don't really give a crap about defense, I think that's proven. Except for maybe Loyola Marymount to the Final Four many, many, many years ago, and they did not win the championship. Uh, that uh, that can only take you so far. The score first, and and you have to play defense, particularly NBA when you're playing a series, Chris. I mean, you're gonna have an off yeah, shooting night. Yeah, we know night. all too well. Yeah, you're gonna have an off shooting night. You're gonna have fouls. Uh, you're, so many variables can go in there to throw off your scoring and then if you're not playing defense you're just going to get ran so um i like you know the memphis one's tough i think because well we saw them last year but we basically beat them last year i'm sorry to say that but we beat them we beat ourselves but i think we won that series uh although we lost it i, I still think we won that series i know um, what you're saying um and we played so good I, enough to do it yeah we just had that we shit our pants in one game and then uh, we just couldn't close another one, and we we had it. And it's a young team, and blah blah blah, all the stuff. But so I like the matchup there. Um, you know, I think they're paying more attention to their that bully they got over there. What's his name? Uh, I don't know what his name is, but oh you know, yeah, the guy uh, they put on Brooks is it Brooks? Right away, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, so they will probably you know keep yeah, a closer he put, eye he on. Totally him. pushed the camera guy the other day, dude. That was bad, yeah. like. He acted like, because he went into him, and then he gave him an extra shove. He's on some Rodman, Draymond feel vibe to him. But yeah, I got to admit, I, you know, it's the type of guy that if he's on your team, you're like. Yeah, you love him. I actually yeah. like this fucking guy. Yeah, so I, so as far as matchups, I think if you, let's say, I guess what I'll say is this. If you're planning to win the series, um and obviously nothing's guaranteed, but let's just say you, you happen to win the first-round series, I would rather play Memphis and beat them because I think you're going to run a lot against Sacramento. And if you obviously if you can sweep them and get in the four and get some rest time, you'll be fine. But I don't want that wear and tear on the legs of, of just going back and forth, particularly if you're going to keep up this defense and play intense 
uh, defense as, as you have been. Um, I'd rather beat Memphis in a, in a half court game than be, you know, going up against SAC in a full court game. Um, but I think to win, uh, so I guess long story short or shorter, um, I think I'd prefer to beat Memphis, um, to play Memphis. In the um, first round, you're saying? In the first round, yeah. Um, but, I think either one, I mean, if you can handle Fox and you can do something about Sabonis, which I think you can with Rudy and Carl, uh, Fox, keep him on the perimeter, put Jaden on him. It'll be a long night for Jaden, but I think he can handle him. Uh, or just so, let those two get it and then, you know, calm, you know, calm everybody yeah, else down. Sure. That's another way Whichever. of doing it. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'd go, I, 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 I don't hate either matchup. If I had to pick one of them, I would say I prefer the Memphis matchup, which might be terrible because you jock and, you know, score 50 and then you're in a whole nother world. But, um, but I think I'd prefer to take the Memphis just because of the pace of the game. And, and we saw and they don't have year. Clark. The Clark got hurt. He's Clark done for the season and he's the, he was the difference maker beyond what's his tells. And yeah, the, you know, and their front court isn't great, you know, compared to our Kyle front court. Anderson. Take him off the court for them too. Sure. So yeah, I think I'd rather see Memphis and, uh, but Sack I'm not worried about. And I think if Cat does sit tonight and we do get Sack, I think that's a, that's a positive for us because they won't, they wouldn't have seen us maybe early in the season. We played Sacramento with Cat, but they don't, they don't have any real feel for what we are. I mean, obviously they've got tape and they can watch, but they don't have any real, you know, tangible feel of what Cat is like in the lineup. And it'd be nice to just kind of have that, uh, feather in our cap uh, going into that series. But, yeah, I like both matchups, Chris. I'd, I'd rather have Memphis, but uh, give me Sacramento. Just get us in a playoff series again because, I mean, that's where we really judge and we make moves. Last year we got in a playoff series. We saw what we lacked, tried to address it in the off season, and we need to do the same thing this offseason. Yeah, to be fair, this year will be a little different because of the time miss, so the glue isn't as glued. Sure, it's been great. I don't think I'll make long-term, uh, you know, uh, decisions or whatever. I'm not making decisions, but long-term thought processes like, all right, this has to change or whatever just because, man, they still aren't going to get much time together. But if they were able if they were able to win a, a series, man, I want everybody to shut up. I don't care what happens after that. No, I don't want to get swept in these series. I'm not saying that, but honestly, like, if we were to win a series, you know, and maybe, maybe you're right about this, the Memphis thing. And we, you know, more than likely that means the seventh seed. So we do have to win the plan, uh, the first game too, to get them. Uh, I'm not completely afraid of Denver, but, um, they've been together so long, uh, that, that, that's tough. <laughs> that's a tough one, especially, you know, no home court or whatever, obviously. But yeah, man, this is, uh, this is interesting. This is going to be fun. Like I said, um, we now know that Prince is not playing tonight. It just came out because um, he's sick. So hopefully he'll be back by Wednesday. Any last words, though, before we shut this puppy down, sir? Um, just Denver, Jokic. I mean, that's a problem in the front court. That's a, you know uh, what you wouldn't get with Sack and what you wouldn't get with Memphis. You would get a whole lot of with Jokic, and so I, I don't. Love that matchup too much. And you're right, the continuity, they've been playing together and their number one seed and all that stuff. So I don't know. I I just think 
look, you're going to have to play guys. You're going to have to beat everybody at some point. So, you know, bring it on. But, you know, starting off with Memphis. And I think a little bit of the problems with Jaw had in the out in the streets um, <laughs> might have a little impact on uh, on his play. So, I don't know. Uh, I think I like the Memphis one better. But, yeah, I mean, let's hope that they can have a respectable week, Chris. Three and one would be great. Two and two is is livable and, and let's hope it's not a, a one and three or a oh and four. And, you know, that would kind of lead to the inconsistency. <laughs> We'd be back talking about, well, what the hell is going on here? But um, check out the show anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere you get them. Uh, Rope Dope Radio's Chris's station. Check it out. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Hopefully we are talking good stuff next Monday. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.